The boy awoke to familiar sounds. The morning songs of hooded warblers and oven birds, the crackle of new dry wood on the fire, the daily sharpening of the axe, the skinning knife, and the unfamiliar, his father weeping. Arnie flinched beneath his blanket, wishing he could go back to sleep, no matter how bad his dream had been, how uncomfortable the ground he slept on. But the pointer dog lying heavy against his side raised his head and yawned, warm, stenchy breath, also familiar, and preferable to the reek of hot tar that stung Arnie's nostrils and brought tears to his eyes before he could focus on his surroundings. He was thinking what had been until now unpardonable to think. Crazy. His father must be crazy. But Arnie's point of reference was questionable, and he knew it. The only son of Luke and Elvira Slater. Son, but full-grown, gray-haired, in fact, hugely fat and slovenly in his overalls. Sat with bare feet dangling from the tailgate of the Slater's wagon on town days. Swigging Coca-Cola and crying out moon-eyed and rapturously when the mood was upon him. Unable to speak intelligibly. Born without brains, an older friend of Arnie's had said contemptuously as if this were Son Slater's own fault. Crazy. Without a doubt, Arnie's father was behaving more and more oddly. But unlike Son Slater, he had brains, so how could he have suddenly gone crazy? Yet there was no accounting for why they were here, with chores to do at home, a cow that needed milking. Maybe, Arnie thought, some of the corn could still be saved, along with the apples and pears in their orchard. Instead of laboring at this salvage, they roamed almost aimlessly by day, staying to the woods and hid at night. No, that was wrong. His father didn't hide. He frequently left Arnie and went off alone, never saying where or troubling to explain what was on his mind. He didn't answer questions. Often he seemed not to hear Arnie because he was listening so keenly to something else, in his head, in the distance. Unenlightened, Arnie felt smaller than he knew himself to be, not worthy of trust or love. How their relationship had changed in so few days. Propping himself on an elbow, Arnie wiped his eyes. Hawkshaw rose and stretched. Arnie's father was sitting with his back to a windfall on the other side of the fire, holding down the whetstone with one foot, heaving the hand-axe blade. Through the heat waves and wood smoke, Arnie looked at his oblivious father and saw him in tears. Men didn't cry. Fear crowded the boy's heart, like crowding a small frog, throbbing and cold in his cupped hands. His father was crying because he was in terrible pain. Tears on one cheek, the other a ruin. Three greenish bruises there, like putrescent fingerprints. Arnie's eyes went to his father's left hand. All he could see of it was a big lump of bandages stiff from ichor. Arnie didn't want to think of what the hand must look like by now. It froze. That was all his father had been willing to explain when Arnie questioned him. It froze. In high summer, in baking heat, the hand had frozen. Will it get better? No. How did you do it? I don't know.